Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I hope everybody's having a good week thus far. It is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, for those who are going to work, uh, weekend is re- is now here. So now you get to kind of relax after I'm sure a lot of you are essential workers. I'm sure I would, as we have been doing on the past couple episodes, uh, we like to start off the show by thanking all you essential workers going out there and uh, doing the service that is required of you that helps all of us stay at home and could be safe. So let's just jump right into it. So what I spoke about on the last episode, I discussed how I would be examining some of the top games, in my opinion, uh, from this season thus far. I spoke about the Penguins lightning game in which the lightning won two to one in OT. And I said, the reason why I felt that was a big game just because it was on national television and it was a February game. And February is the time in the national hockey league, even though the playoffs don't start until April, it's about the time where if you're a team that is pretty much set to make the playoffs, like the Tampa Bay lightning are, it's February is the time where you want to start getting in the groove, want to start doing the right things, start, shedding the fat uh, and really really start to get your game in playoff shape and get your team in playoff shape. And, and that's what this game really proved. Unfortunately, what ended up happening was this game was, I believe, the eighth win in that 11th game winning streak for the Tampa Bay Lightnings. But at the same time, as we all know, they after that 11-game winning streak was snapped, they went on a little four-game schneid. Now, I don't I'm sure a lot of people are probably asking themselves, not only now, but as well as when that was going on and they were listening to Lockdown Lightning, was that, why are you making such a big deal about this? Well, during even during the winning streak, I discussed certain things that were, I guess, borderline troubling to me that this team was doing and not doing, uh, that they were getting away, away with during the winning streak. And during a winning streak such as that, where, you know, it's X amount of games where it's you know, especially 11, you know, that's no small feat. It, you know, not every team plays perfectly during a winning streak. There's always going to be certain mistakes, but you're always going to do a lot of things correct that are kind of going to, I guess, overshadow the things that you are not doing. And I, that's what this winning streak did, unfortunately. And that's what those mistakes that were being made during the winning streak ultimately contributed to that four game schneid. And it was kind of those things where, it was simple. It was simple mistakes that could have been cleaned up, and it seemed like the team at the time either wasn't going to address it because they felt it wasn't that big of an issue, or there was other things going on. Like, for example, the trade deadline happened around that time. So, with the additions of Blake Coleman as well as the signing of Zach, Zach Bogosian, I guess this team felt that let's just integrate these guys into the lineup, get them comfortable, build the chemistry there. And then we will fix these these uh, mistakes once we get to them. But yeah, it was kind of one of those things where you saw a little bit of the mishandling of the puck, uh, as well as guys not really getting back on defense, stuff like that. Really simple stuff, uh, not taking a lot of shots. You saw a little bit of that in this game, but ultimately these guys uh, outlasted the Penguins, I guess you could say, uh, taking the game, of course, 2-1 in overtime. And today's game that I'm going to discuss about is the the October 30th game in New Jersey 
where the Lightning won seven to six in an absolutely wild game in overtime. And they they were coming off a four one loss to the Rangers. And why this game is so important is because, well, I I mean, if you're going to measure up against long term success of the season, yeah, I'm sure the case could be made that you know why is this game so important, but. I believe that it was very important for this team because it was still very early on into the season. It was about, you know, a month in, maybe a couple of weeks in, um, where this was a very early test for them, where they're coming off a, a road loss against a very young and, you know, at that point in the season, a lot of people didn't realize how good the Rangers were going to be. They thought they were going to maybe be probably a, a middle to bottom dwelling team. And of course, we all know now that the, the Rangers weren't the team who we thought they were. And, yeah, so coming off a 4-1 loss at the Garden, you know, playing at Madison Square Garden, especially in front of that that really loud and crazy New York Rangers crowd. Uh, yeah, sure, it could be a little tough for any opposing team. But and then going into New Jersey the next night of playing against, you know, the Devils. You know, granted, they aren't the same exact team uh, right now in terms of talent-wise as the Rangers were. But, you know, that's the kind of game where the, where the Devils – could easily steal a win from from the Lightning. So the so you go into the game. I'm not going to recap the whole game. I'm just going to talk about you know some main keys coming from the game. So Andre Plot netted two goals in this game. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the re- I'm not going to talk about singular plays just because. I mean, if you look at the recap of this game, if you want to go back and watch the game, go ahead and you'll understand what I mean when I say that this game was wild. Like there's tons of back and forth. I mean, just looking at the box score, seven to six. Yeah, you could tell this game was pretty wild from the get-go. I mean, the first goal, I believe, was a minute 10 into the first period. So you kind of saw that. I I guess if you've watched a a bunch of hockey games, you could kind of tell, especially when you, once the first goal is scored, something's a little off. Something, this is not going to be your standard regular hockey game. This is going to be a weird one. And I'm sure... Some hockey fans could agree with me on that. Uh, and, of course, the Lightning ended up pulling off the win in overtime by a Tyler Johnson game-winning goal. And the one play that really stuck out to me in this, and, yes, I said I was going to talk about singular plays, but it's, it's one of those things where I watched the game and then I also went back and watched the recap as well. Because, of course, you know when you watch a full game, some things may not stick out to you right away. So you watch the recap, and the one play that really stuck out to me in both watchings, in both viewings, I guess, is the sequence, I believe it was in the second period, by Curtis McElhenney, where he loses his stick on a save, and then the Devils take like three, four shots on him that, you know, were pretty tough shots, but especially when a goalie loses his stick like that, uh, you know, the difficulty level could be raised up a bar. So, yeah, you know, that was a very important game, very early test on early in the season for this team. And, you know, sometimes in games like this, if you are if you don't keep a level head, you could kind of definitely uh, let the game get ahead, uh, away from you at that point. But this game played very – this team played very well. Uh, it was good to see, see some of these guys playing. It was a first game for Luke Shen. You know, at this point in the season, the Lightning were dealing with some injuries. And like I said on past episodes, that this has been kind of the theme for this team all year. Tons of talent, but just can't stay healthy and play a complete team out there. They always have to have someone coming up from Syracuse to kind of help out 
uh, fill in for while guys who are banged up kind of recuperate and start start the mend. But yeah, it was just one of those things where you start to see the common theme for the season forming, and that's you know it's next guy up. And that's how it is. And Luke Shen, I thought, played very well in this game. The limited party played. Uh, Alexander Volkov played very well in this game as well. He's a, uh, I believe he's one of the, the Lightning's top prospects uh, right now. I believe he will probably be going into next season, be the number one prospect in their system. So just keep an eye out for that name going forward. And if you want to take a look, uh, of course, Blake Coltman is with the Devils at this point still. And even though he didn't get on the stat sheet, he didn't, you know, accumulate any points in this one, you still see some of the things that, you know, you you'll, you started to see once he came over to Tampa, uh, him doing fighting for the puck, uh, creating havoc on the power play, you know, little things like that that you love to see uh, from players, especially like a guy like Blake Coleman, you know, when he's not scoring goals or throwing up assists, you know, if he's doing stuff like that, then you could live with it. So you, get, you start to see Blake Coleman doing what we're – already familiar now with him doing in a lightning jersey so that's good to see kind of so yeah that's just been a little recap of some of the games that are memorable to me this season thus far of course on the next episode which will be coming out tomorrow on saturday uh we're going to change things up a little bit for the next couple of weeks you know last week we released an episode on saturday as well i think we're going to be doing that we got a lot of good reception from people saying that they actually enjoyed having an episode kind of relaxing on the weekend and having an episode come out on Saturday. So we're going to continue that, uh, just that, that, that format from now on until, you know, things start to change. But yeah, so what I really wanted to talk about today is the NHL restart. And I've talked about this in length a lot, a lot, a lot. And I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm sure in many aspects of it, with the lack of information that's coming from the league, it's super frustrating to hear about when, yeah, the league had talks today, the league had talks yesterday, blah, 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 about the restart. And it's super frustrating from a fan's perspective when, you know, you're looking through the daily articles or you see uh, interviews online of NHL officials or you see headlines for example, one that caught my eye the other day that really frustrated me, and I'll explain in a minute as to why this is really frustrating, was apparently on April 29th, a couple of days ago, the league had, quote-unquote, extraordinary collaborative talks with the Players Association on a potential restart. Now, here's my issue, and we've seen a couple of headlines like this for the past couple of weeks now, almost a month now. And my issue with all this is that they have not really provided much information as to what these quote-unquote extraordinary collaborative talks are. Now, if you watch the interview that follows this article, and you can find it on NHL.com with Commissioner Gary Bettman, he doesn't really explain anything as to what these talks are. You know, we haven't really... Well, of course, we've heard the, the details as to you know, the potential restart happening in, I believe it was North Dakota. And other than that, we haven't heard anything else. You know, we've heard, now we're hearing, um, I've been hearing certain rumors, I guess you could call them, where teams will, I guess, by division, be kind of, I guess, quarantined into a facility and just play the season out like that. 
or I'm not really sure because here's the thing that's really been frustrating is that we're hearing all these headlines that the team is having good talk. The league is having good talks. The league is doing this. The league is doing that. But here's the thing, you know, the, the NHL season was postponed in March on March 12th. Today is May 1st. Now, granted, a lot has changed with the COVID-19 pandemic. Things seem like they're starting to calm down to some extent. But I look at it this way. I feel, you know, I'm not going to come out here and tell people in the league how to do their jobs. But this is just how I would have approached the whole situation is that from the moment the league and the Players Association came to an agreement that, okay, we're going to postpone the season because that is the thing that is right not only for the league itself, but for the players and the fans' safety, we need to start coming up with plan A and plan B. Now, plan A is a long-term restart plan. Either, And then there's plan A1 and plan A2. And what I mean about that, plan A1 is, all right, we're depending on the timeline of when this is supposed to end, as well as collaborating with CDC officials and government officials, you, and I'm sure maybe they're already doing this. Who, who knows? Granted, we haven't gotten any details. I mean, if you, the fan, the listener, have seen other things that maybe I'm not discussing on the show, by all means, write in. You know where to find us, lockedonlightning at gmail.com or tweet to us at LO underscore lightning. But the thing is, is that, you know, they should have had a plan from the, from the second that they, the news broke that they were postponing the season is that plan a one is that you have what you do is that you you plan out with government officials all right so if we start the season in this month this is going to happen we're going to have separate facilities if if let's say we want to restart the season for example hypothetically speaking if this the league decided okay the season is going to start in june and they decide okay we're probably not going to be able to play out the rest of the season. So now we're talking about the playoffs here. Now is then that is the time where not even now, but back then you, you put in that plan in place. Well, okay, here's the thing. Now we're going to have the playoffs start and it's just going to be in North Dakota. We're going to have the teams right now that were eligible and qualified for the playoffs. And that's it. End of story. Unfortunately, you know, here's the thing you're leaving with that whole aspect. You're going to piss off a lot of fans of the teams that were kind of on the fence of making the playoffs. Understandably so, yes. But at the same time, you got you to gotta do something here. You got to either they have a concrete plan by now and could share it with, with the fans and the public to some extent where they say, okay, if this is our timetable for things, if things have calmed down by then, this is what we're going to do. But no, all we all we've heard is that we're having good talks, we're having progressive talks. That's great. That's all great. But what's your plan here? Because, you know, what if maybe in a week or so, and I'm no expert in the whole virus thing. I have no idea how long this thing is going to last. Hopefully, soon it ends sooner than later. But here's the thing: what if, hypothetically speaking, this thing ends in two weeks? All right, then the league. Is the league going to have a concrete plan by then, or is this going to be an on-the-fly kind of thing? I think, granted, yes, I spoke on a past episode where I said that on the kind of thing that's going to have happen is that they're going to need maybe a month or so to let the players to put certain protocols in place so the players are not only safe in terms of not catching 
the strain, of course, of this virus, but at the same time, so they could get back in game shape. I look at it this way. Yes, these players have been working at home, and but you know they still have to get back in hockey shape. I mean, a lot of these players have home gyms, but how much can you do at home? And to get in shape for hockey, you know, you have to go to facilities, you have to skate, to take shots, stuff like that. But what could have been done is they could have been maybe since now things are starting to calm down. Maybe you tell some teams, open up your facilities, or if you wish to open up your facilities and have involuntary or actually voluntary because you don't want to force people to come back if they don't feel comfortable, but voluntary workouts. And you could only have, I guess, uh, player gatherings of maybe five per session, have certain sessions throughout the day, uh, throughout the week as well. I mean, I just feel like they don't really actually have a plan in place for this. Granted, there's a lot of moving parts in terms of they have to figure out when they're going to do this, when this is going to happen, when are, when is they going to get the okay, but they should they should have been doing this all along. I don't it doesn't sound to me it, it's not very comforting to me when you know, let's say in a couple of weeks just for the sake of argument, the government or the CDC says all right, it's safe to start letting, you know, teams resume activities. All right, that's all great. And they should have a plan instilled where they should have said, well, okay, let's, let's get the players out doing A, B, and C. And like I just explained, maybe sessions where you have five or five players, I guess, um, you know, working out together at once, stuff like that. But I don't feel like they have that. I don't feel like they have that ready to go. I don't really, I don't think that they've, who knows? I mean, I'm not sitting there in the meetings. I'm not listening to the meetings. But, you know, that's why we're here on Lockdown Lightning, because all we could do right now, and I've said this on past episodes, is that all we could do is speculate. Uh, and that's just, it's the frustrating thing, because as fans, especially those who love this game and who really want to see the season played out, is that we're not getting a lot of information. We're not, all we're getting is very bland headlines. And it's just an unfortunate thing that we have to deal with right now. And I, it would be very disappointing if it turns out later on that the league is just doing stuff on the fly because I feel like there's a lot more room for error if that's the case. Whereas they should be planning things out long term ahead of time. It seems like they're more, which is, I guess, a pro and a con in itself. It seems like they're more concerned about next season than they are this season in a certain way. Maybe it's just because of certain things being spoken about in the press, in the media, that, you know, that stuff for next season has gotten more, more headlines as, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things where we could sit here all day, scream and yell at the top of our heads until our faces turn red about the lack of information for this upcoming, for the season to restart. But I mean, we're going to just have to sit here and wait. But here's my master plan. I think what they should have been doing, like I just said, is should have been making plans all along. Once things start to calm down, maybe in the next couple of weeks or so, uh, speak to teams, speak to the player association, say, all right, this is what you could do, but we're, it's going to be very limited. Okay. And maybe have players 
on a weekly basis, I guess, be tested for COVID. I think that's the smart thing to do because God forbid, you know, when these players get sick, they spread it to their teammates and then you're putting hundreds, possibly thousands more people in danger of getting this thing again. But yeah, I mean, that's just one of the things where it's, it's super frustrating to figure out. Um, and then I think at this point in time, like I said, it's May 1st. I believe that they should just jump into the playoffs. It's very unfortunate that that's the way things have to go. I don't, you know, there's a lot of, there's a number of playoff races going on right now. If you look at the standings, uh, where it would have been fun to see those teams battle it out for the last spots. Um, because it could have, you know, you have teams that are in the wild card spots right now, but just with the, the way things are and how close all the teams are that are right on the fence of it as well, that you could have seen these, these places completely flip flop, these teams flip flop. Uh, but yeah, I think right now where the things are going and with the timeline they have left, because you don't want to affect next season, you want to, let's just, let's just jump into the playoffs. Um, and get some hockey back, you know, because I think that's the best thing for the league right now and for the fan bases as well. I don't see any hockey being played in front of fans this year. What they should do uh, to kind of compensate for that is, I don't know if anybody's been following some of the, uh, some of the, I don't know how many hockey, uh, hockey, how many soccer fans we have uh, listeners here uh, for Lockdown Lightning, but a lot of the some of the Europe a European uh, soccer team. I'm not entirely sure what uh, what league it was. I mean, I only really follow the Premier League, but if you know what they've been doing, and it's pretty cool. I don't know the whole story, but I just seen stuff on social media about it. And if if there's a fan out there or certain uh, Lightning fans out there that know the whole story, go ahead and reach out to us. Um, let us know. Is that what they've been doing is fans were able to purchase cardboard cutouts of themselves and what the they're placing the cardboard cutouts in the sta- in the stadium and i guess all the money's been going to covid-19 relief uh charities which is a pretty cool idea i think maybe the nhl should look into that uh, I don't, I mean, I think it's a good idea just because, you know, at least you're going to have fans. It'd be cool to see, you know, if you, if you buy a cardboard cutout yourself and, you know, for a lightning game and you see yourself during a playoff game, they just cut to the stands and you see a cardboard cutout yourself at a game. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, and then of course, you know, that money all goes to a good cause at the same, you know, it's, and I don't know how the players would feel about that. I'm sure it'd be kind of strange just playing in an, in an arena with uh, cardboard cutouts of people with no, no noise going on other than that from the game. Uh, there was a statement by coach John Cooper, I believe a couple of weeks ago saying that players will get used to playing in empty arenas, which is fine. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that's, you know, that's the last thing on the list of things to worry about for these players is playing in an arena full of, uh, full of empty, you know, empty seats. But I think that, yeah, it's just one of those things where I think just to summarize that whole little rant I just went on is I think the league needs to give the fan base more. I'm sure there's a lot being spoken about behind closed doors and on the telephone and whatnot, but, and in emails, but I think that they need, I think they owe it to their fan base to some degree to at least inform people of some concrete plan at least come out and say we're not really sure when hockey is going to return but when it does 
A, B, and C is going to happen. And if it returns sooner than later, you know, a, one, two, and three is going to happen. So, you know, it's one of those one of those things where at least give us some concrete news. So at least give the fans something super, some excitement or some something to be super excited about to look forward to. Uh, just because I think you know, especially it's it's a good thing um, to just throw out there and for morale. And I'm sure the players would love to to talk about it as well. So that's been it for today's episode. I hope all of you are staying safe. I hope all of you are staying a hockey stick's length away from each other. We'll be dropping a new episode tomorrow of Locked on Lightning, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you don't already, uh, go to LO underscore Lightning on Twitter and watch out for some updates. And, yeah, so that's been it for today's episode. I hope everyone has a great rest of the day. And always remember, be the thunder. Thunder.